It's Monday. It's November 22nd. And the word of the day is charity. Used in a sentence, the vulgarity for charity fundraiser is almost over and we still have not yet solved income inequality in the world. So go to <laughs> modestneeds.org and help out some people who really need it. And in the spirit of charity, we'll be super duper mean to a person of your choice if you get chosen. Pause the show and give what you can. We will wait. Good job. You're a better person now. I'm No Illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, murder is legal in Wisconsin. Clearly. <sighs> we'll all overlook what a low bar build back better really sets. <laughs> and the Republican Party gets literally triggered by Muppets. They sure do. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, nobody likes intro banter. We go podcast now. Go. Okay. I don't know whether to be mad at your lack of intro material or impressed that you've contained your nervous breakdown to just this one segment on one of our shows. <laughs> He's done multiple citation-needed episodes about books he doesn't like, but if you say so. Okay. It's a very confident breakdown. Both of those. In our lead story tonight... Murder is way more illegal than you'd want it to be. So much yeah, more illegal. We have to talk about this. We yeah, about we this. do. So it, this was affirmed yet again on Friday when a jury in Kenosha, Wisconsin, acquitted murdering murderer who murdered Kyle Rittenhouse of not just murder, but every single fucking count brought against him. Even the one that could basically be summarized as, well, at the very least, he shouldn't have fired a fucking gun into a crowded street, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He must have had a gun to fire a gun, right? That would be something he must have had. So after two weeks worth of trial and three and a half days of deliberation, the jury got it as wrong as it's possible to get it without paying the little bastard because apparently carrying a gun and pointing it at unarmed people isn't threatening, but trying to take that gun is. You know, it's already hard enough for me to keep my jokes legal as it is. But now I'm thinking maybe they are legal because I really do feel threatened by this decision. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what? I feel like Kyle Rittenhouse is trying to take away Eli's ether towel every time Eli goes to Wisconsin. Yeah. I feel Jesus that mm -hmm. in my heart. I and do. that's a law. That's yeah. legal. That's the law. Law legal. Wonder how much of this Andrew will let us do. <laughs> so, yeah, not that anybody needs me to fill them in on the details here, but the undisputed facts of the case are that this homicidal douchebag fatally shot two people and wounded a third after showing up armed to a protest with the stated intent of protecting buildings with a deadly weapon, then waving said weapon at people until he felt threatened by one of them. So either A... The jury got it wrong. Or B, the self-defense laws in Wisconsin are the same as the quick-draw rules for bad guys in Westerns. Mm -hmm. It's not exaggerating. Now, so I, I've been getting the bulk of my info for this from uh, our brother from another mother's show opening arguments. And Andrew really seemed to think that this was going to go the other way, or at least slightly the other way. Uh, so from what I understand, the answer here is A, the jury got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to blow up Andrew's whole brand or anything, but... But maybe the law isn't a series of sensical, understandable rules, but rather is codified white supremacy with the veneer of being that first thing. Mm. I mean, it could just literally be every time that's been put to the test, though. That could be a coincidence. Right, yeah. maybe it's the... We need bigger data um, than all the data. Okay, so, I mean, yes, the jury obviously got this wrong. 
ethically. But I think the official legal system answer might be B, which is fucking terrifying. The fact that it's even a question. Yeah, it's a question. Before and after the verdict, a whole bunch of legal scholars, they, you know, disagreed with Andrew to some extent. A bunch of them basically said, yeah, in Wisconsin, you're definitely allowed to murder if it was, you know, two for flinching style. That's in their law. Yeah. So, okay, before we dive into it any further, I do want to push back against some of the bullshit from our side on this. Like, most notably, the canard about the judge being biased towards Rittenhouse. Look, plenty of things broke down in this trial, uh, and it's entirely possible that Judge Schroeder was on Rittenhouse's side from the beginning. I don't know what's in the dude's head. I don't know what's in the dude's heart, but I do know what's going on in his fucking courtroom. And there, there's really nothing, or ex- at, least at the very most, there's like very little to support that charge. Everything I've seen presented as evidence of his bias falls apart the second an iota of legal expertise brushes up against it. Like, you know, the, the thing where he wouldn't allow the victims to be called victims, yes, that's a little unorthodox, sure, but it's also apparently the thing that that judge has always done. So even if it's an ev- like evidence of bad judgeness, it's not evidence of bias in this case. Point is, I've seen the whole, like, this judge is biased towards Rittenhouse everywhere except informed legal analysis. Yeah, and also, like, that doesn't matter, right? Fun fact, that dude very obviously pointed a gun at people on video no matter what the judge's ringtone was. Like, that's not what the problem is. The problem... (laughs) Yeah, is the codified white supremacy. Like, yeah, to be clear... Just because I'm pushing back against the idea that the judge was biased, I'm not dismissing the idea that the decision is the result of bias. I I honestly can't find any other fucking way to explain it. There was certainly bias on the part of the jury. Uh, There's a bias towards white kids built into the system. And there's a bias written into the fucking law. So by focusing on their judge, our side is actually highlighting possibly the only link in the chain that doesn't show a clear bias towards acquittal. Yeah, and let's not blame this all on the jury. This is the jury and a legal system that explicitly has laws that says you can start shit, make yourself feel threatened, feel threatened, and then get away with murder. They had to have that instruction read to them again. They were like, are you sure this is the law? And then they all got together. So it's all of Wisconsin, not just 12 people in it. It's also them. Yes, just to be clear, that is not exaggerating about the law in Wisconsin. This was an actual line of argument from the defense. Our client brought an assault rifle to a large gathering, which made him afraid because somebody might take the assault rifle he brought, which would mean that somebody would have an assault rifle at a large gathering, which is dangerous and scary. So he shot them with an assault rifle to make it safe again. Right. That's Otherwise, somebody would have an assault rifle they could shoot someone with. Yes, that was the decision. Now, believe it or not, the fact that an unrepentant murderer is going unpunished is not the most terrifying thing about this verdict. That honor actually goes to the diabolical extent to which Republicans are lionizing him and encouraging more of this behavior, right? So even before the trial, they were already treating him like a fucking hero for standing up to those constitutionally protected assemblies. But the victory lap they're taking now includes shit like Matt Gates offering him an internship and celebratory tweets from space laser target Marjorie Taylor Greene and general murder enthusiast Paul Gosar. And, and by the way, Hitler superfan Madison Cawthorn actually combined the two by sending out a celebratory tweet that offered Rittenhouse an internship. And of course, it was all caps because Madison Cawthorn is an asshole in all possible ways. Uh, <laughs> 
He also released a short video on the matter in which he encouraged his supporters to, quote, stay armed, stay dangerous, and stay moral. What End the quote. fuck? Yeah. And by moral, of course, he could literally only mean murdering the people that disagree with you, given the context. That's all that that could mean there. Yes. Yep. That's insane. Okay, but here's the thing. This is going to sound like a joke about a thing I want to do to him, but I really do feel threatened by Madison Cawthorn. How though. could you not? It's, I do. It's. Re- I think I might be good for a lot of the jokes I've been deleting, guys. I think <laughs> I might be okay. So, yeah. I really don't see a way that this does not lead to more deadly encounters around protests in this country. And I have to imagine that the jury members sent that message consciously. Even if you buy the bullshit self-defense argument, that that doesn't excuse him from all the lesser charges. So it, it feels like the only reason it could be those protesters need to be put in their place. Like the only other message I can take away from it, even theoretically, is make sure you shoot first because only the alive guy can tell you how threatened he felt afterwards. Either way, the whole system failed again. And the fact that so few people are surprised says all you need to know about that system. Yeah. And look, I I know this is a poor comfort, but I was I was talking to a friend about this who was very upset about this the other night, like like crying upset. And I'm going to say to you, podcast listener, what I said to her. Kyle Rittenhouse, he's in hell, okay? The rest of his considerably long life is a hell I wouldn't sentence him to if I could, right? Mm. Everyone sane in this country hates him. The people who make the movies and the music and the art he likes, he can't go to a real school. He will never have a real job ever. He will spend the rest of his life reasonably terrified that everyone around him hates him and wants to hurt him. And he's right. He is right. And the only people he will ever have to support him are monsters like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And long after they are dead and their names are shameful spots on our history, Kyle Rittenhouse will be alive and hated and in hell. Okay, I'm not comforted by that at all. Okay. No. <laughs> he he can get a job. And people like Kyle Rittenhouse are too stupid and evil to realize that working for Madison Cawthorn isn't a real job. They're also too stupid and evil to realize they're stupid and evil. I yeah. refuse to be comforted in any way well, by any of this. Exactly, exactly. Because before any of that could even conceivably kick in, he's made a fucking hero. And considering how much more legal it is for conservatives to shoot you now, it's probably a good time to listen to a word from our first sponsor this week, Policy Genius. If I may have your attention. Uh, pass the potatoes, please. Shh, was gonna make a speech. I don't want to take up too much of your time. It's just... Well, on this first Thanksgiving back-together after so long, I wanted to tell you all how loaded you'll be when I die. Uh, Grandpa, maybe we just... Let him finish, on Kim! Let him finish the speech. Thank you, thank you. That's right, loaded, swimming in it, covered in moolah, thanks to Policy Genius. But, Grandpa... What's, What's policy um, genius? Oh my god, I hate you so much, on Kim. Policy genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. 
Oh, but Grandpa, I'm sure you don't need to compare life insurance. Just put a little aside, and I'm certain that Kim, after- you stupid, stupid cornhole. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Or, to put that in dollars and cents, you could save $1,300 or more a year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. Yeah, cornhole. So, uh, Grandpa, how does it work? Well, getting started is easy. First, head to PolicyGenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Amen. I don't think that was a prayer. No, that was grace. Eat up. Yes. Love you, Grandpa. Love you. Mm. I love you. Okay. Eh. Eh? Eh. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Next up in headlines in Big Beautiful Bill's news. If you've heard about the upcoming Build Back Better bill that, when you're hearing this, has passed the house... And is facing the Senate? Way to report. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you've probably heard that it's either too much or too little. What you probably haven't heard is what the fuck is in it. Okay, if Eli just described you, you have weird sources for your news. (laughs) If if Twitter is your source for news. Why wouldn't you read about what's in it? (laughs) Well, thanks to estimates released by the Congressional Budget Office this week, we now have a pretty good idea of what's in it as it heads to the Senate. And spoiler alert, it's the most progressive piece of legislation in your lifetime. Okay, uh, my grandma was alive for the New Deal, and she's a listener. We're going to get an email. Mm. Hi, Grandma. Mm. Hi. Okay. But yes, this is great stuff. It is great stuff. I mean, to be fair, the most progressive legislation she was alive for was how hard she fucked Amelia Earhart Heath. So, you know. It was my great grandma. It's her mom, actually, though. Yeah. Just railing Amelia Earhart or vice versa or something. They were getting in there. Hi, Hi, grandma. grandma. Not getting an email anymore. Your mom was just (laughs) getting in there. By the way, to stave off another round of emails, I should point out that you didn't need a CBO report to know how progressive it was, what was in it. (laughs) No. Public. All right, so let's start with family stuff. The uh, BBB bill creates a child care entitlement program for children up to five years old, capping families' expenses at 7% of their income, and also includes subsidies for child care centers. The bill also requires higher wages for teachers. It extends the remarkably popular and helpful child tax care credit for another year. It creates universal preschool programs for kids starting at age three, expands eligibility for free lunch programs, and allows many of those programs to include summers as well. And as you may have heard already, it introduces four weeks of annual federal paid family and medical leave for all types of workers beginning in 2024. Okay. uh, I know it's tricky, but I think I might've just found some daylight between Democrats and Republicans. I thought they were all the same. All the same a lot of time. This feels like I've parsed it a little bit. (laughs) By the way, that that hum you hear in the background is 80 million Republicans trying to figure out why we shouldn't be coddling all those toddlers sounds wrong (laughs) when they say that loud. Uh, But hey, it's a little hard to take your kid to free preschool if you have to, you know, drive through a Sharknado created by climate change to get there. So good news, there's actually a whole section of this bill on climate change as well. Uh, The bill will increase the price of big oil companies 
existing, uh, mm-hmm. provide tax credits for wind, solar, and renewable forms of energy, and incentivize buyers to invest in things like solar panels for their homes and electric cars. Cobalt War Thunderdome! Sorry, go ahead, Eli. There's a uh, <laughs> Cobalt War Spoilers. Now. And if these policies seem familiar, it's because many of them are actually taken directly from the IPRC report. It's weird that saving money is the kind of thing we have to incentivize, right? <laughs> With money. Yeah. With money, right. Noah. It's, it's, it's not like we didn't already know this, but it's still fucking weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> and, and look, I'm not going to be able to go over all the cool stuff that's in this bill in one headline, but I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the tremendous changes that are coming to healthcare because of this bill, right? Not only will Medicare now cover hearing loss, something that a lot of us terrifyingly had no idea that it didn't cover already. It really was, thought it would have covered that. I wow. I hadn't heard. Um, <laughs> it would also put a cap of $2,000 on out-of-pocket costs for Medicare patients, which is huge. Yes. $2,000 is a huge number for people to be paying. Sorry. <laughs> right, yeah. International listeners, it's confusing. We're celebrating because it's only $2,000. <laughs> so... That's what's happening here. Also, will you marry me if it doesn't work out with my Canadian fiance? Yeah, right. I will need some also, somewhere else. Also, uh, uh, too late to marry me. I'm already. But maybe you could adopt me. I'm just. I was spitballing. You tell. You tell me what you. I, I'm open to polycule. Some of you can do polycule. That's fine. Right. That's the French good, ones. Right. Uh, but Canadian fiance is real. It's real. <laughs> But there's one part of the bill that's not getting a ton of attention that I want to hammer home for you. Okay, so this is your one sentence pitch for the bill. This is your answer at Thanksgiving for either Green Party cousin or Uncle Steve. All right. So, quote, you ready? I fucking Googled this shit for you. Sections 27001, 30604, and 139401. Remember to keep, include those in your quotes at yeah, Thanksgiving, you, people. You're, we're sure. going to quote the numbers? On, okay. <laughs> no, because someone's going to be like, Thanksgiving, please. And I yeah, did right. it. I did nope. it. I did it. Yep. Would require insurers, including Medicare Part D plans and private group or individual health plans, to charge no more than $35 for insulin products. That's right. This bill puts a $35 cap on insulin. And if, like me, you've seen absolutely horrifying and heartbreaking stories of people traveling to Canada for their insulin or dying because they tried to ration it out, that should be all you need to get super duper duper fucking pumped for this bill. Yeah. I feel like diabetic Uncle Frank will still argue back about that. Absolutely. I want to pay $7,000 when the fucking I deserve this. This is the free market right here. This is elegant. I should pull myself up by my boots. (laughs) (laughs) He looks down. He's he's missing a foot from the diabetes. God! Whatever I would have. You're going to have a fun argument with him. Uh, Thanksgiving's the best. And in... Space excrement news. Oh, nice. Well done. We have the first of two very important poop-based stories on today's show. And this one is also about space travel. It's a rare combination of those two things. And it all starts with a team from SpaceX that just finished a mission at the International Space Station. Actually, let me rewind a bit. It all starts with the U.S. government refusing to properly fund NASA, especially during the Trump administration, because, you know, they might do climate hoax stuff sure. somehow. Yeah. So we spent the last decade or so without the ability to send astronauts into orbit. And we had to rely on the market solution of space travel funded by untaxed billionaires from the flamethrower sector. Well, the invisible hand of the market gave us a mission But it did not give us a working toilet for the trip home. The SpaceX team 
shat into diapers during the return. Jesus Christ. And they squished down off the coast of Florida <laughs> earlier this month. And they didn't even get to kill their ex's new boyfriend. What Honestly, a- In a proud NASA tradition, yeah. Also, quick clarification. Um, there's another, but this was the first of the poop stories. Heath was not talking about the Rittenhouse uh, acquittal. And <laughs> yeah. another poop story. There's, so three, but yes, one more coming up. So the mission was part of the SpaceX partnership with the ISS to keep that facility fully staffed to conduct whatever important research they do in space there. For example, growing chili peppers. Mm -hmm. They also conducted spacewalks for upkeep of the station and probably some big new advancement with uh, Velcro science, something like that. They also had to deal with a major problem when Russia showed up like fucking Kramer from Seinfeld (laughs) and smashed into the side of the station, knocking it out of position. And apparently you can't just like go outside and slide it back a little bit. It's a pain in the ass. No, but if Russia broke it and now we're hoping the nerds our billionaire hired can fix it isn't the perfect summary of U.S. politics. I don't know what is. Very accurate. Um, he's, I, I want to clarify as the resident space nerd that um, the, the type of research they're doing on the ISS, uh, they're mm-hmm. looking for justifications to continue maintaining the ISS. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going great, but they're still looking, damn it. So the SpaceX team finally got done with their work at the ISS, and they got ready to head back to Earth. And then someone got on the radio and said, so, uh, guys... You know how shit just kind of goes everywhere in space without a very important space toilet system? Yeah, uh, about that. (laughs) And the astronauts were like, you're the fucking worst. You're the worst. I hate you so much. Fine. We'll wear diapers. Also, Elon Musk will personally change us when we get back. That's happening. (laughs) Pretty sure that was the conversation on the radio. But astronaut Megan MacArthur is super classy. And at a remote press conference from the station before leaving, she described the situation by saying, this is suboptimal. <laughs> Side note, on top of the chili peppers, they literally made tacos. Oh, no. So Ooh. not great. Okay. Sorry. Rewrite. If a literal science genius having to shit her pants because Elon Musk is a selfish idiot isn't the summary of U.S. politics, <laughs> I don't know go. what is. <laughs> we got two good ones. So... I know they do important stuff in space. That's good science. And I'm sure that includes the chili pepper gardening somehow. But for for ignorant people like me and most of America, if we're being honest about that, we hear that and we're not impressed. Like, make a laser beam or something. Just lie about the laser beam if you have to. Say, we made a new space laser and a lightsaber and add a few science words and we're like, yeah, okay, that and chili peppers. Good. Lasers, too. Great. Velcro. Awesome. Even just... Growing a different plant that's not a shitty chain restaurant would be better optics, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and make a fucking toilet that works. It's not rocket science. Oh. <laughs> Wait, guys, the laser story would be worth it for the Marjorie Taylor Greene reactions alone, okay? Oh. <laughs> if you used it to zzz Kyle Rittenhouse, come on. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Green Chef. So when do we check it again? Uh, four hours. Four hours? I mean, look, do you want to get this right or not? Hey, guys. Okay. Wait, 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 what are you doing? Hey, Noah. Heath and I were so pumped for Thanksgiving, we decided we want Thanksgiving every day. Every single day. Yeah. It's the best. We just got to find a way to get Uncle Jerry to give up that stuffing recipe. Dude, I'm telling you. We are I not torturing a, a, him, Heath. We're not torturing not, him. Mm, it's not torture. It's enhanced interrogation guys guys, look everyone loves a home-cooked meal but you can have it easier with green chef what's 
Green Chef. Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe, and with over 30 meal choices every week and with the flexibility to switch plans, you'll never have to sacrifice taste for nutrition. You can enjoy restaurant-quality dishes in the comfort of your own home. I don't know, Noah. I heard those delivery boxes are actually bad for the environment. Well, Green Chef is also the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic use and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions, so you can enjoy your greens while being green. Yeah, I'm actually a Green Chef customer because they offer a really excellent vegan meal plan with options like creamy mushroom pasta, a bunch of amazing soups. I I make it even when they're not in the box that week. You know what? I'm convinced. Where do I sign up? Go to greenchef.com slash skeptocrat125 and use the code skeptocrat125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. So wait, you're saying I go to greenchef.com slash skeptocrat125 and I use the code skeptocrat125 to get $125 off and free shipping? That's exactly what I'm saying. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right. I'm going to go let Uncle Jerry out of the basement, I guess. Seriously, man? I was ready to do what you were afraid to do. I feel like we're the only one whose ads for Green Chef end on that sentence. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So am I letting him out or? Yeah. All right. We're back. Next up in headlines in, but I bet they only gave her 85% of the nuclear codes news. <laughs> Biden has a, uh, had a tube up his ass for an hour and a half on Friday. Um, now, I know that doesn't sound newsworthy, or at least it doesn't sound newsworthy once I admit that I'm talking about a routine colonoscopy. But during that procedure, he temporarily transferred presidential power to his VP, making her the first woman to ever hold presidential power in this country's 245 year history. Okay, sure. But when JFK shoves a tube up his ass, it's a big secret and the CIA shoots him in the head. (laughs) Typical. Typical. What is that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to know. Here's what I was hoping would happen with with Kamala Harris, though. I was hoping she was going to fuck with everyone and like pretend she fainted from the vapors as (laughs) soon as she got the power. Starts to struggle the nuclear football out of the guy's hand. I'm on it. I'm on the rag. I need this. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, apparently Biden was under anesthesia for the procedure because he doesn't mind missing all the fun, apparently. Um, And whenever a president has to do that, their power is routinely turned over to the vice president just in case our enemies are waiting to fire their missiles until Biden's ass is full. Uh, And normally this isn't newsworthy unless, of course... The president at the time is such a paranoid lunatic that he refuses anesthesia through a colonoscopy for fear that his vice president will overthrow him during the procedure. <laughs> no well, fucking I mean, way. Which, Not out of the question. to be clear, is something Donald Trump actually <laughs> did. Uh, but given the glass ceiling count, uh, a couple of broke along the way, it struck me as worth highlighting regardless. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. Donald Trump raw-dogged a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, you know what? Fuck. I have two more wishes, everybody. I have two more <laughs> wishes. Okay. Oh, oh, I'd like to do something to Donald Trump twice yeah. with both of those wishes. <laughs> My wishes. Get your own wishes. <laughs> now, of course, Harris returned presidential power to Biden at 1135 Eastern Time, 85 minutes after she assumed it. Uh, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain said the president was, quote, in good spirits, end quote, after the procedure, which is 
the correct mindset to have when five feet of pretty much anything comes out of your ass. I'm sure Eli will have a counterexample, but none readily come to my mind. And though it is a historical moment, director for the Center of American Women in Politics, Debbie Walsh, was quick to point out that it does not fucking count as a woman having served as U.S. president. Because Very let's face important. it, some motherfuckers are going to say it does eventually, but still, we, it's it's closer to that than we have ever been before as a nation. Yeah, and if you need a good laugh... Head on over to the QAnon blogs and figure out what those nutbags think happened. (laughs) It is just dive rolls all over the place, people. It's rough. And in Poop Mato's news. This has been the most anal-based episode we've ever done, I think. It really is. is. There was a bar for that. Yeah, right. No, no, that was not an easy bar to clear. I know we tend to Fosbury flopped over that bar. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know we tend to be a little... U.S.-centric here over on The Skeptocrat. In our defense, we're a lot closer to the news where we live, and the U.S. is the most important country in the world. But sometimes a story is is so enticing, so gross, and or hilarious that we can drag our eyes from the bald eagles and amber waves of grain of our homeland just long enough to talk about it. And this week, (laughs) that is once again the case as so much raw sewage has been dumped off near holiday beaches on the Kent coast that hundreds of poop tomato plants have begun growing on the beaches. Oh, okay. So this is actually in poop motto news. <laughs> actually, uh, so we should call. Also, also it's off. aluminum, not aluminium. <laughs> you added. You added an I. It the, the first guy didn't even. It's fine. <laughs> okay, it so aluminum uh, and then aluminum, and you were just like, yeah, it sounds better, Britishy with an uh, extra I, and that's now you have it that way. Oh, Whatever. the Oxford comma fans are all turning against you now. So they're, little, they're wrong. Little so background wrong. here. Well, no, hold on. Sure, I said it back. Where I said it wrong. I said it wrong. They're right, but they're wrong about this. If they go ahead, <laughs> okay. Comma. <laughs> Comma. <laughs> so, a little background here. The British have been having a hell of a time getting rid of their shit recently. So, earlier this year, Southern Water, one of their sewage removal companies, was fined a record-breaking 90 million pounds for deliberately pumping 16 to 21 billion liters of sewage into the sea between 2010 and 2015. In August, a sewage pumping station got struck by lightning and filled the surrounding water with so much poop that swimmers were banned from entering the water at all. And of course, Boris is still there. So it's it's hard to get rid of the ship. Uh, The result is that undigested tomato seeds that make up a part of the human diet have found purchase on the beaches of Kent. And now dozens of plants have reportedly sprouted up everywhere in the area. And if British cuisine has ever been summed up better, I don't know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Beef steak. Shit, there's not enough tomato types for the, the pun I want right now. God damn it. Now, to be fair, there are Patch. two Patch sides to this up. story, but only if you believe... Sketchup. There go you go. Yeah, we found it. Now, to be fair, there are two sides to this story, but only if you believe big environment. A spokesperson at the Department for Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs, or DERFA... De- I mean, DEFRA. Yeah. DERFA's funnier. <laughs> that person said, quote, there is no evidence that the tomato plants tomato. are associated with sewage discharges. And the most plausible answer is that it is from seabirds feeding on nearby waste at landfill sites, end quote. 
So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to assume that the British government is telling the truth, they aren't technically human poop tomatoes. They're bird poop tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Still poop tomatoes. <laughs> Where all the raw sewage has been dumped. So, yeah, big relief for everyone involved. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I feel way better about Run down to the beaches and make yourself a tartine, beaches. everybody. <laughs> and finally tonight. We have some very important news about the Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC. If you're not familiar with this event, um, congratulations, actually. You live somewhere with socialized medicine and <laughs> laws against mass murder. They don't have a preemptive mass murder loophole in those laws. Really happy for you. So CPAC is a gathering of America's top Republican political minds. So I guess nobody should be surprised that CPAC officially banned four cast members of Sesame Street <laughs> from attending the event next year. <laughs> That's what the top Republican political minds were doing this week. And yeah, it, that checks out. No, so, right. It makes perfect sense. Oh, look, look, one of the big threats to the conservative party at this point is big literacy. So I get it, <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. Brought to you by the letter. You guys are on J already? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> big book. So just to be perfectly clear, they didn't, ban the real reality human beings who play the characters nope. on Sesame Street. They banned the Muppets <laughs> themselves. <laughs> Although I would not be surprised if the bouncers at CPAC found a way to reject the actors too based on Rifra or the policy of the country club hotel that's hosting it. Something mm -hmm. like that. Last year their stage was a literal Nazi rune. Yes, so that's, that's a real thing. So here's the official announcement. CPAC tweeted last week that Bert and Ernie, Elmo, and Big Bird will not be allowed to attend. They said, quote, Big Bird and big government mandates? No, clap hands, thank, clap hands, you clap hands, and tweet. I, I like to think that the Muppets are comforted by the fact that they said thank you. <laughs> I love to think this was all inspired when the guy was like, ooh, 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 they're both big. I got it. I got one. I got one. Jesus. Now, but again, so when your election strategy is the political equivalent of asking people to be afraid of the bathtub drain, this is all perfectly logical. Yep. It's right out there in the front. <laughs> yeah. So you might be wondering, what? Yeah. So am I. So am I. Well, I looked into it, and apparently the problem with Sesame Street is that Big Bird got the COVID vaccine. And that's all part of the conspiracy by Big Bird <laughs> to do something, socialism, critical race theory, vaccines. Ted Cruz, the senator, spent time last week announcing that Big Bird, the Muppet, is evil propaganda. Yeah, yep. cookies are an always food, motherfuckers. These colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely want to see an episode of Sesame Street where a group of them didn't get the vaccine and they're just all on ventilators. That's the whole episode. Ooh, yeah. Sesame Ooh, Street. I nominate Oscar the Grouch because you know he's the one who'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the vaccine, that's the problem with Big Bird. A fictional vaccination in, in the world of fiction where Big Bird lives yep. is the problem with Big Bird. In terms of Bert and Ernie, well, CPAC didn't say this part out loud, but that pair is often seen as a gay couple, high-pitched whistle. So that's probably what happened there. And uh, Elmo is... Well, fuck him, too. No idea. <laughs> I don't know. Elmo's not allowed either. Bottom line, who's Sesame Street? Our Sesame Street. Banned. And just in case you think I'm exaggerating about the level of bigotry involved here, 
Well, first of all, why would you think that? It's a Republican conference. Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention the Nazi rune? There was a Nazi rune. But just to fully confirm it, CPAC organizer Matt Schlapp literally criticized Sesame Street last week for adding an Asian American Muppet to the cast. He said they're injecting race and forcing woke politics on America's youth. B because an Asian American Muppet exists that that's woke yeah. politics in my day the muppets were jewish and that's it okay <laughs> they're just jewish well no but that's the thing that is political that like the continued existence of ethnic minorities is a strictly democratic <laughs> position at this point and illegal in wisconsin so oh god it is yeah so that whole thing that tweet and that whole ridiculous campaign that was somebody's job yeah some piece of shit trust fund kid from the Federalist Society at his university has an internship with CPAC and he was like, so uh, what am I doing today? Um, what, like phrenology stuff or <laughs> cleaning cum off the Atlas Shrugged Shell? What am I? And the answer was no, we actually, well, yes, uh, that stuff, but later. First, <laughs> we have a new thing. You're going to ban some Muppets from our event. We are grown-ups. That's your job today. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, well, luckily for us, we have Sesame Street's very own oh, uh, Heath, Elm, uh, uh, legal, legal, right, uh, right. We have unnamed, copyright-free red monster here, who's agreed to speak with us. Copyright-free red monster, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Heath. I, I mean, I was very happy to be here. Great, yeah. Thanks for coming. So, what's the word on the street where you live? How's everyone taking being banned from CPAC? is okay only oscar is sad oh really why is that well because he loves garbage <laughs> <laughs> classic that's so him that tracks so what about you a lot of folks on the right are saying this is sesame street's fault for taking on such a politically charged topic do you think the show should have remained neutral on that no elmo thinks that neutrality is for cowards okay just dropping the legal thing in there again elmo thinks <laughs> elmo thinks the imagined neutrality of the past, if it existed at all, was the silence of white supremacy to the suffering of others. Okay, uh, strong words. Elmo's not done. From Elmo. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, you should kill yourself. I know that Elmo's not supposed to say that, but Elmo knows that Ted Cruz is smart enough to know that Ted Cruz is a bad person. Elmo knows Ted Cruz. <laughs> hates Ted Cruz more than anybody in the world. And Elmo knows that if Ted Cruz kills himself, it will be the first brave thing he has ever done. Okay, so all kinds of legal stuff that I would like to talk about now. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Al. That's copyright-free red monster. Jesus. All right. <laughs> And on that note, He's crashing with us we're going to call Andrew and then we're going to close it out. All right. So wait, behind the scenes, uh, listeners, Eli sent a message that said, Andrew, is it all right if I, as Elmo, tell Ted Cruz to kill himself to the wrong th shared thread <laughs> that sure Andrew did. was? Yeah, we had a lot of friends that were going like, Eli, what was the right thread? For this? <laughs> there was an answer to that, though. In our workflow. It's on Trello. <laughs> it's true. Yes, there was. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, 
please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like A.E. Blackwell, Canadian James in Idaho, by any other name, PJ, it's time for a centrist party. <laughs> Sounds like a rager. Also, <laughs> James Krause, Hugh, Richard Reed, Brent, and David Dunlap, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas have virtual Heath mistletoe hovering over them at all times. Everybody do mouth stuff to these people. It's everybody. That's all everybody wants. They just want mouth stuff. It's the right thing to do. Otherwise, the terrorists win. Amen. Do mouth stuff. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. I'm a resentiva. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, you stupid, stupid cornhole. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Or, to put that in dollars and cents, you could save $1,300 or more a year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. Yeah, so, um, cornhole, how does it work? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a fucking. That's this ass about to take a fucking turn. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling Aunt Kim a cornhole. Yeah, cornhole. I did that on purpose. In my head, it was a little bit different than that, but definitely not what I said. Yeah. Um, I th- <laughs> okay. In my head, in my head, it was like, yeah, cornhole. So, uh, how does it work? <laughs> okay. Cornhole, you say what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Getting that point back from Aunt Kim. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.